0: Hello, kiddies. It's me, John Cusier, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to We Got the Geek. <laughs> All right, everybody. How's it going? This is Jay Stu, and I am joined, as usual, by the lovely Sarah J. Hi. And welcome to another edition of the We Got the Geek concert review. Um, this time out, we went to a new facility to uh, to see an 80s theme concert. And uh, anyone that knows me, including my lovely wife here, <laughs> knows that I, I'm pretty much stuck in the 80s.
1: So stuck. So stuck. So very stuck. And like quicksand stuck. Eh.
0: <laughs> uh, and i uh, I grew up in the eighties. you were a little bit younger than me uh, I
1: did grow up in the eighties though
0: Hmm. yeah you, you you're you did i always re- forget though that you're how many years younger than me four or five okay four. you're four years younger than me so uh, a lot of these bands i you know what I like just about everything that came out of the eighties, uh, even the bands I used to like joke about, I kind of dig now. <laughs> So, the uh, show we're talking about, of course, is the uh, cleverly named I Want My 80s Tour. Named after an a MTV slogan.
1: I want my MTV.
0: Yeah, which is kind of like, I think we touched about it last time we did a Rick Springfield review, that uh, a lot of the uh, songs and music I know back from back then... Was from our version of MTV. Much, much music. music. So I, I used to watch religiously every day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we, we uh, I begged my parents for cable just so we could get that. <laughs> and it was weird. Before we had like the full cable package, it kind of came in, so you can watch. It wasn't scrambled or anything, but the right. picture wasn't the greatest. It was
1: kind of fuzzy lines yeah. through it. And yeah. Yeah. And
0: then like, we got the re- the the full cable package a year later and. Lo and behold, my life was changed.
1: <laughs> for better or worse, we're not sure.
0: Uh maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> Alright, so the concert was in Niagara Falls.
1: At the new OLG Theater for the Falls View Casino.
0: Yeah, and it just opened up I wanna say January or February of this year. Yeah, it's very recent. Yeah, their grand uh their grand opening was uh was Billy Joel, actually, yes. doing a rare, uh, small venue.
1: And let me tell you, this OLG Theater is not
0: small. It's, no, it's not. It's definitely bigger than their other facility, the Fallsview Casino.
1: The Avalon. Avalon Theater.
0: Sorry, yeah, Avalon Theater, which we've been to a few times now. Oh, yeah. Um, and the acoustics were pretty good in this new place.
1: Oh, my God, Amazing.
0: Uh, although, I have a friend of mine that was up in the uh, in the balcony. They said the sound was, wasn't that great. Really? For some of the show, yeah. Oh, wow. They said by the end of the show, it was sounding good. So, I don't know what was up there.
1: 5,000 seats. Nice. And state-of-the-art technology, outstanding acoustics. Um. And it's been ranked number one in Canada and number ten among the world's top venues based on size. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. And I am reading this from the website because I didn't know it off the top of my head. (laughs) Well, yes. Because, well, that would have been kind of cool.
0: It would have been kind of cool. But that's why we have our phones here because I'm going to be using it for, uh, for, uh, I can't even think of the word. Facts.
1: (laughs) Two. Um... So yeah, it was. It's a huge theater, a lot more seating than Avalon. Still very cramped at times. Yeah. Whoo!
0: Getting getting inside the venue. Uh, it was cool.
1: Let,
0: well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Like the actual well, when we arrived at Fallview. Yeah. Like we had no idea where we were going because. No, and then I
1: saw a woman with yeah. a Rick Springfield shirt, and I'm like, we'll just follow the other fan. Where they're going, and then we looked up and saw a sign that said "OLG Theater" with an arrow. I was like, "Never mind, we don't have to follow the other Rick Springfield fan." We'll, and then we'll look at the sign.
0: And then there were uh, logos on the floor with, with arrows. An arrow. Yeah. So
1: I was like, "Oh, look at that! Easier, easier that way, we I had, guess."
0: And we walked across a walkway across the street.
1: The indoor walkway that yeah. went over um one of the I'm not sure which street it wasn't Stanley. I can't remember if it was Victoria or whatever, but it was a really cool walkway. Yeah. Like, it was really beautiful.
0: We got quite the workout walking there.
1: You're not kidding.
0: Um, yeah, then it, it was fairly, when, once we got inside, it was fairly easy to figure out our way around there.
1: A little bit. I mean, once we got to the doors that um, you have to walk through the security um, thing that... It beeps if you have anything metal on you and all that. Um, we didn't have our tickets in hand yet. We had to go to the box office. And the box office is on the other side of the entrance into the theater itself. Yeah. So we were like, we don't, oh, your tickets? We don't have them yet. We have to go to the box office and pick them up. Oh, yeah, just around there. So then we were allowed to go in and get our tickets and then we went they were selling shirts and other various tchotchkes yeah. at the end of where you enter the theater and we both bought shirts
0: yeah and that that rarely happens anymore
1: yes and then we made our way upstairs on the escalator cuz i was not going to climb stairs and we only saw at one point we only saw like a little cart when you came up the escalator to go to find the door to get to your seats and it had beer and water. That yeah. was it. And I'm like, is there no other concession stand around here? We had to walk a little further. And then we found the whole bar concession stand. Yeah. And, oh, I had a spiked strawberry. Actually, I asked for a spiked strawberry and they asked me if I wanted it mixed so spiked strawberry and spiked lemonade together i was like um yes please and then i you can choose your either rum or vodka for your spiked slushy i picked vodka because it's lighter see health conscious always thinking of my health and um, it was so good It was, like, absolutely amazing, and then my hubby bought me a bottle of water as well.
0: Yes, and I'm a wuss, so I had a Coke.
1: Yeah, he did. I nursed that drink, too.
0: I I nursed mine through the first couple bands, and then I realized I didn't want to hold it anymore. There were seat uh, cup holders, holders, but there was someone sitting right beside me, and you were sitting on the other side, and I just felt like I was going to spill it everywhere.
1: Sorry. How do you nurse a, like
0: a Coca-Cola? Just drank it real slow.
1: I can see a nursing an alcoholic drink.
0: Well, I made it last then. Let's change it to that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I drank mine really slow and then it so it went from slushy to just a normal drink. It melted. It was still good though. So and we were allowed to take our drinks into the theater itself. Yeah. To our seats. Again, hence the cup holders.
0: Yeah, and then our seats. They were up close. Like fifth row. Was it fifth row? It was fifth row.
1: Okay. And yeah, to, uh, it would be stage left on stage.
0: Yeah, we were, uh, I guess in terms of band members, we were in front of Rick's keyboard player. Yes. But so. we had a we had a pretty good view of the stage. Great. There was a fellow Viewed that came stage. in later with a camera, and it was blocking me a little bit. But you know,
1: it happens.
0: And then the the couple that was sitting beside me like left right before Rick Springfield came on,
1: which is so funny.
0: Yeah, like obviously they got free comps or something from the casino. Because why else would you leave?
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah.
0: And then we had a lovely, uh, a lovely man who had to get beer every five minutes, so we had to keep getting up throughout the concert. So that was nice. I'm, I'm old. I like to sit. I'll was stand. It, I'll stand it, when I need to. I mean,
1: he could have been having to go to the washroom or
0: something. Uh, he kept coming back with beer.
1: Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah. I was trying I'm, to be
0: nice. I'm old, so I like, I like to sit. But if. It, <laughs> Whereas it's real funny When I was young Like Holland and I Would get shit For trying to stand up For a whole concert And now I get it (laughs) I get why the older people Were mad at us For standing
1: I can't see Sit down
0: Um So yeah uh, The seats were good There was video A couple video screens there
1: Huge yeah Like Jumbotron screens Yes For people up in the In the Um Uh Mezzanines yeah. Because oh, yeah. that was... I don't like sitting up there sometimes. Not because it's like, oh, I don't have a good view. But because I always feel like when I stand up, I'm going to fall over the side of the mezzanine. Yeah. Because they're like straight... Uh, oh, that freaks me out. Even when I've gone to like... Um, theaters in like New York and Toronto to go see a live production, a musical. Sitting in the mezzanine, it's like I'm gonna fall. I am way too close to the edge <laughs> here, and it's just like, no. So, yeah, it was it was for brave brave people to sit up there.
0: Yeah, and then I started getting before the show started, I started getting messages from friends that were up there.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. My friend Liz. Um, her and her son were up in the in the first mezzanine um, for the concert and where and she asked, Where are you? And I'm like, I'm like fifth or sixth row on the right of the stage and I looked back to see if I could see them and I spotted them right away and her son spotted me first and then points and then so me and Liz were like in our seats far apart from each other waving like crazy people, <laughs> which was fun. And people around us were like, "What is? what are you waving at? And it's like, I see my friend. Hi. <laughs> it was great.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the, the actual concert. Okay. It, it started promptly at 730. Yes. And by the way, I, I'm not quite sure of, I don't think there's any rules for the OLG as far as Length of time bands can play.
1: Yeah, because it ended later than it, was, it usually was. It was a would. three
0: hour show. Yeah. And normally it would, at the Avalon, which is kind of, I guess, closer to the casino part of the facility.
1: It's right in the casino. Yeah,
0: it's an hour and a half every time because yeah. they want people in there gambling. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen, especially since we were getting three bands. Like, oh, are they all going to play two songs each? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it went for three hours. It started right. Promptly at seven thirty, and I guess we should mention. Um, uh, originally, there were supposed to be four bands. Uh, the first band was supposed to be Tommy Two Tone.
1: He couldn't get over the border.
0: Yeah, we don't have an official reason why yeah, he we wasn't don't, there. We don't
1: know why.
0: Um, for those of you you know that know him, he had that song eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny. And. Uh, Oh, in case we were going to forget it, there was a nice drunk man there that kept yelling it out every five minutes of the concert.
1: Big Tommy Two-Tone out!
0: Even during Rick Springfield, he was yeah. still yelling for him.
1: Where's Tommy? It's, like, it's not Tommy. It's Rick. I, I, gotta,
0: I just want to say something. Nothing against Mr. Two-Tone. Because <laughs> I, I owned that 45 when I was a kid. I might even still have it here. I, I owned that 45. It was a great song. It's great to hear now on the radio. That's hilarious. When you were talking about going into this show and you were dead serious and, and not again Mr. Two Tone, we love that song, it's great. <laughs> he said to me, oh, "I'm only going to know one song by him." And you weren't even joking. I and was not. I was like, "Yeah, like everybody else there."
1: Pretty much.
0: Because uh, I I I tried to get I to prepare myself when I thought he was still coming. I, li- I went to YouTube and listened to the other songs that he had as singles. I didn't recognize any of them. <laughs> Kudos to anyone in that audience that knew more than the one song.
1: You are the real <laughs> the MVPs, heroes. okay? Like, damn. Uh,
0: so he wasn't there?
1: No, he was not.
0: So um, the first guy on was Paul Young? yes. Backing backing Paul Young was Rick Springfield's band, yes. who were fantastic, by the way.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: That uh, we'll talk a little bit about it later, but Rick Springfield's bass player, Siggy, might be my new favorite band member of any bands to watch in concert. Holy crap, that guy was, <laughs> was awesome. Cool. So Paul Young was the first one. Come on, and before <laughs> before we get into the critique, I want to give him uh, three compliments. Uh, So compliment number one, I knew all four songs he did. (laughs) Again, from watching much music in the 80s. So I knew the four songs. He only did four songs. He was out there about 20 minutes. Compliment number two, uh, he still had some good moves. He was dancing. He had some microphone moves. The the old Isaac, the bartender point. It was good. Uh, Compliment number three. Uh, Unfortunately, the same day as the concert, um, Robbie Robertson, a big Canadian. He passed away. Yeah, he passed away. At the age of 80. Yeah. He was
1: part of the band. Yes. And then he had a beautiful solo career. Yes. Like, amazing solo career. Indigenous, Canadian.
0: Mm.
1: He was phenomenal. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I really loved Robbie Robertson. And he did a lot for indigenous communities in Canada. Um, helped build up uh, libraries and centers and everything in indigenous communities to help the indigenous young people.
0: He he dedicated his hit every time you go away to him. So, there's the compliment. Sadly, Paul Young's voice is not what it used to be.
1: And you know what? That happens with a lot of musicians. Yeah. Um, because age. It happens. It happens to everybody.
0: And a lot of musicians, though, try to lower the key, though. He was trying to hit the high notes that he could hit when he was in his 20s. Yeah.
1: Like, even Getty Lee doesn't attempt those high notes anymore with a lot of their songs.
0: Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, but, yeah, it sounded like, uh, not to be mean, but it sounded like how someone would sound at the end of a concert and not at the beginning of a concert. Yeah. Which, so maybe that's a good reason why he was only doing four songs. He played for about 20 minutes, and then they, had to, they tore down the stage, so that took a while to yeah. uh, set back up. So I know we're going to have opposite opinions on the, on the other band, which is fine. Um, So it was the Hooters from Philadelphia. Yeah. Now, I knew, again, I'm a little bit older than you. So I knew um, we might have a problem when you actually asked me, who are the Hooters?
1: <laughs> and I said... It's not my fault.
0: And I said, well, you might not know them. They had, like, a huge song on the radio back then. You'll know it when you hear it. <laughs> and I did not. Yeah, it didn't bode well for me when at the end of their set, you were like, so what was the song I was supposed to do? Which was
1: doing? the hit song, the last one they played? When
0: We Danced. Yeah, yeah.
1: never heard it.
0: <laughs> and see, that's the opposite, because I other they, they did a new song. And other than that, I knew their whole set. Just, again, from the video watching in the 80s, early 90s. And uh, I, I enjoyed the shit out of them. I don't think you did at all. No. Now, was that more of a, I just want Rick Springfield to come out here because that's why I'm here, or you just didn't give a shit at all? I,
1: I didn't know any of their songs, and I was like, where's Rick? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hooters. I, you were you played beautifully, and you were very good. But I had no clue who you were, and I just I just wanted Rick Springfield at that point.
0: The only thing you said to me during their set was, uh, "I didn't realize Ben Stiller was the keyboard player."
1: He looked like Ben Stiller. Yeah. Like, very much so. Yeah. It was uncanny, the resemblance. And, I mean, that's not a bad thing. No. I love Ben Stiller. No. So it was like, looking at the keyboardist, I went, holy shit, that's Ben Stiller.
0: So they were they were a band of six. I think I read that four of the original guys were still in the band. Um, interesting fact that I just found out, they were the first band to come out uh, at Live Aid in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, cool!
0: And they were introduced by Joe Piscopo and Chevy Chase. So long ago that was. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I like them. I like. I'm a big fan of uh, like stuff like the Traveling Wilburys or or bands like Melancamp, where they use mandolins and accordion. And well,
1: yeah. No, that was cool.
0: Yeah, and and if you hear our dog in the background, she has found a squeaky toy. Yay! That's okay. Squeaky. And and they did a. Uh, A nine-song set. Um, Those of you that know the Hooters music like myself, they did Day by Day and Satellite and All You Zombies, which I used to love a lot back in the 80s. And by the way, I owned their 45 of And We Dance. Um, So I I thought they were great. And then um, they did a couple of songs that they wrote for other people.
1: Which I had no clue.
0: I had forgotten that they wrote Time After Time for Cyndi Lauper.
1: had no idea.
0: And uh, I guess uh, the lead singer is the male voice on that record, too. Like, yeah. Holy crap. And then the other one they did was uh, from the 90s, One of Us by Joan Osborne, um, which...
1: Oh, right. That's... Oh, my God. I'm so... I'm slow today.
0: People brought out their camera phone lights for that one. Yeah. Um and then this is how I don't understand how time works. <laughs> because I came home and I, I, I didn't know a lot about the Hooters, although I knew the the music and I wanted to like do a little research on them. You know, they got together in nineteen eighty, so in my mind the eighties just ended. Why is the lead singer seventy? Why is the guitar player seventy nine? Like that can't be. They didn't look it. No, they didn't. A couple of the guys, uh, again, weren't original members. Right. Uh, but the one guitarist with the tie and the short white hair, seventy-nine years old. Oh. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah.
1: Holy crap.
0: Trust me, sir. If you knew the records, you would you would have thought that they sounded good live. <laughs> but anyhow, they left the stage. And There was
1: an intermission. I left this. I left.
0: During their hit song.
1: During their hit song that I didn't know was their hit
0: song. And I was trying so hard to impress you. At one time, I leaned over and went, this song was in Miami Vice. And I'm like, I don't remember it. So,
1: nice try, baby. So, I went to the bathroom in the middle of their hit song because I wanted to put my Rick Springfield shirt on. Yes. And I wanted to beat the crowds, which I'm glad I did because, oh my God, I got out of the bathroom and the people, it was just like, just this horde of people trying to get to the bathrooms and the concession stand i was like oh crap
0: and then you came back and i decided i better take a break too before rick springfield comes out and there was a lineup for me too yeah and i just want to mention that is where i might have heard as a rick springfield fan the dumbest conversation i ever heard between two men (laughs) one guy says and i quote does he have another song besides jesse's girl no And which the other man replied I don't know that's the only song I know by him it's like at times like this at times like that I want to take a page out of Rick Springfield's book where he quoted I had 17 top 40 songs I think it was 17 it was a lot <laughs> when Oprah wanted him on the show for a one hit wonder show
1: like Jesus
0: yeah so I I just shook my head and went back to my seat I don't blame you and uh, I think it was another few minutes before he came out. And first thing we got, which I think he's been doing for the last few years, was a big video montage of his career. Yeah. Which I don't know if you got to enjoy last time because you were taking photos from the photo pit. Yeah. They're they're calling that montage on some of the set lists the Rick fucking Springfield montage because Dave Grohl says that during the. <laughs> so then finally he came out. And uh, he had a nice jacket on, nice red jacket. I think you said something along the lines of "he's too covered up."
1: I may have said that
0: <laughs> once.
1: I don't know if I use those exact words, but I may have said something along those lines. Yeah, maybe you can't <clears throat> prove it.
0: No, not in a court of law. No. <laughs> And uh, he opened up with Affair of the Heart, which was a great song to open with. Yes. He, he mainly stuck to the hits this time. Uh,
1: but he did, he did do a couple, one or two singles from his new album.
0: He did one.
1: Oh, that's right, like one. Like four
0: songs in, and the new album just came out the same week.
1: Yeah. Uh, the,
0: the, and I've been listening Automatic. to it. Automatic. Yeah, the title track. And by the way, as we record this, I guess Wednesday is going to be the world premiere of the video for that song, which he played during the song at the concert? Yes. Um, what'd you think of the new song?
1: I loved it!
0: He says it came to him in a dream. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Like, he's still putting out good stuff. Like a lot oh of, my god. A lot like, of the people we listened to back then just stopped making albums.
1: And those that didn't stop, like, they stopped making albums and then came back maybe a decade later or two like and came out with a new album it wasn't as good and i mean i i'm not sure sometimes like you wonder why some 80s artists don't have longevity yeah you know i like rick springfield um Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, even though Billy Joel hasn't put out new albums. Um, who else from the 80s is still kicking? Mellencamp. Mellencamp. Like,
0: like all the people in the same.
1: Brian Adams. Yeah. Uh, for some, and I, I'm not saying, oh my God, like for some reason, they're just, I think it's because they are still passionate about what they do. They are always coming up with new songs, new materials, and reinventing their sound. Mm-hmm. But still keeping almost like that old 80s feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the the reinventing themselves, like, the last time we saw Rick Springfield, he was touring behind kind of a bluesy album, like the, the Voodoo the House. The Voodoo House. Yeah.
1: And, and that was a great album. Yeah. You know, like, the title track was just fantastic. And so to come out with another one, and this was more rock. Yeah. Than, you know, um, the album that Voodoo House was on. Oh, my God, I can't remember the name of the album.
0: The we're going to be in for some editing. Hang on.
1: Oh, so much editing. Snake King?
0: Snake King. The Snake King. The Snake King. Yeah, Thank so you. you do have a good memory. We're old. Uh, son of a... So for those of you listening on the uh, Rick and the News Slash <laughs> Facebook page, we we know the albums. We just forget. We're yes. old.
1: I'm not old. You I'm take old. that back. I was just forgetful. That's all.
0: That's okay.
1: But yeah, the Snake King. I. It was a great album. Yeah. And like I said, like... <laughs> Brian Adams has come out with new albums. Rick Springfield has come out with new albums. Um, it, it's just... And Bruce Springsteen and... You know, so these musicians and bands from the 80s that are still putting out new material are doing it because they want to keep going. They And they are always constantly... You know, they're not putting out compilation albums of, like, their greatest hits. And, you know, greatest hits, compilation number 444. Remember yeah. this one? But only this time, it's dubstep. You know? Yeah. It's like,
0: yeah, no. Yeah, Rick Springfield took a bit of a break in the 90s to do acting. But he's been putting out albums pretty steady since 1999. Yeah. Some of them real good. Yeah. Like, my favorite album of his came out in 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, like, and he's consistently amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, and from the time he started way back until now, he has been consistently great.
0: Yeah, and let me ask this. Can I please find out where to go for my deal with Satan? Because, holy crap, the man's 20 years older than me. So much energy out of the guy.
1: Seriously? Like, younger than me. He looks at least anywhere between 20 to 30 years younger than he is. Yeah. Like, the man is amazing. He's
0: about to be 74 on August 23rd.
1: Yes. So,
0: you wouldn't know unless he told you.
1: So, happy early birthday. Yeah. Rick Springfield, because damn. Because at one point, he took the red jacket off during the concert. Yeah. And had a sleeveless. Shirt on, like a t-shirt. Yeah. And then um, near the end of the concert, he took that off and was shirtless.
0: Yeah. For almost
1: seventy-four. God damn. <laughs> God damn. The man is hot. And I mean, seriously. The, I'm I'm thoroughly seriously impressed. I just like, wish
0: I had his energy.
1: I'm not saying nothing.
0: Jesus
1: Christ. Uh, so. I plead the fifth.
0: I, so, Tommy Two Tone not being there actually worked out well for us Rick Springfield fans because he did like a couple extra songs and he <laughs> hasn't been doing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm uh, reading through the set list. And by the way, this was uh, August 9th, so it was show four of the tour. Ooh. He's been averaging like 11 songs per night. Oh, Ho- wow. Hooters 9. Paul Young and Tommy Two-Tone, four each. Uh, So we got 13 songs from Rick Springfield this night. Nice. And uh, one of the songs I can't believe I'd never played for you ever, which you got a little emotional to, was when he did the song My Father's Chair from
1: 1985.
0: Yeah. And it was for his father. And... uh, I, you had an emotional experience with it
1: because, um, because my grandmother passed away in January of this year, and so it just made me remember her and just how much I miss her and everything. And
0: and I'd never, being a fan of his as long as I have, I've never seen him do it live before. So it kind of, like, hit me a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just... And he did it solo on the piano, too. Or on the little... Uh, keyboard. Keyboard thing. And the added keyboard.
1: Him. On the keyboard. Which was amazing.
0: Yeah. And uh, we got the song uh, State of the Heart, which they, he wasn't playing at the other venues as well. Yeah. Uh, one of his uh, top 40 songs that Oprah forgot about.
1: <laughs> damn you, Oprah. Uh, Get your shit together, Oprah.
0: Yeah, Oprah. <laughs> Son of a... Oh, uh, I want to touch upon the song uh, World Star Turning oh, from the Rock Life album. Such
1: a good song. He, uh,
0: and you, uh, there's another thing you connected with him about. He wrote it because of his depression.
1: Yep. And, yeah... If, if you don't... If you've never had to battle depression, um, you have no idea how hard it is. And you have no idea how dark it can get and how awful it can get and how horrible you feel. Um, to the point where you feel you're better off dead. And the fact... Like, I read his book.
0: Oh, you did? I
1: did. You lent it to me. Oh, okay. And I read his, his first book. His autobiography. And reading about his suicide attempt um, reminded me of my suicide attempts. And it's just one of those things where it's like... It, it doesn't make me feel better knowing that he suffers depression. <laughs> but... Um, if, if Rick Springfield battles depression and I battle depression, I'm in good company. You know, like Mm -hmm. we have that connection where we understand what it's like and that depression does not discriminate. It doesn't care how famous you are, how talented you are, how popular you are. It'll hit you. hmm just as much as it would have had anybody else. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and he mentioned during the show that he likes playing it because <laughs> it, it gives him great joy, which you could tell.
1: Oh, God, the yeah. The way he
0: was dancing the and The way he that. was
1: just bouncing around the stage and just. It, you could tell it made him happy, and he wanted to make us feel happy and feel that joy. Yeah. And uh, it worked. It really worked. It was. It's a beautiful song. I love it. <clears throat> yeah. I have it on my Spotify. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. And then, of course, the uh, Don't Talk to Strangers sing-along is always fun.
1: Yep. Human Touch.
0: Human Touch. When he goes
1: out into the crowd. We were
0: so close almost. Damn, we, were. we were so close. We were like a, a little... Like, he, in the next row over, he walked past me.
1: Yeah. Us. It's like, damn it. <laughs> oh, over here.
0: Son of a... Climb over here, at Springfield. And I want to shake
1: your hand. And, of course,
0: by that time, the drunk Tommy Two-Tone guy had started... Had moved on to throw me a pick. Yeah. The whole set. I
1: a pick. Throw me a pick. It's like, ask for one from Tommy Two-Tone if you ever see him.
0: <laughs> okay? <laughs>
1: Just saying. Oh, jeez. God.
0: And then uh, he, of course, closed with Jesse's girl, and I love the video montage that he puts on beforehand of all the different times it has been in movies and TV shows.
1: <laughs> and he did he did a medley.
0: Did a medley in there as well of some of his uh, some of his uh, top forty hits. Yep. Take that, Oprah.
1: Yeah, one hit wonder, my <laughs> ass.
0: Um, and yeah, his his band was fantastic. I, uh, reading up on them a little bit. I guess I didn't realize uh, a few of them joined in 2015, so oh my fairly God. recently, like in yeah. the last eight years. So that's when Siggy joined. By the way, that guy rocks. Oh, my God. That guy God. matched wreck for energy for the whole show.
1: God, yes. He was fantastic and funny. Yeah. And they even had a Nerf gun fight. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. It was so. Like, he's
0: a big kid, Rick Springfield. He really he is. loves Star Wars dolls, yes! and toys. Sorry.
1: Does he love Star Wars? Like I don't the know. Movies. I know he likes just the toys. toys. <laughs> just the toys. I just want the <laughs> toys. I don't care so much about the movies. Just the toys. Wonder how he feels about the Christmas special, the oh, holiday special. Oh,
0: I don't know. Ooh, it's me. Can you
1: imagine if we ever got to interview him?
0: When I was looking through my Rick Springfield CDs, I forgot he did a holiday album once.
1: Oh my God, that's wicked. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, yeah, I have two minor complaints. Uh-oh. And they're not really complaints, just things I, I would have liked to have seen more of. He only killed two bouquets of roses. I love when he does that. I thought he did three. Maybe it was three. I don't know. It always no, seems no like more. I
1: never got a chance to get video of it or but anything. But it's always cool. Eight? I
0: love seeing that. No. And, um... I've only been to a few other shows where there's been multiple bands like that. I was kind of hoping they'd all come out and do something together, like for an encore or something. Right. Like one time I saw, and I don't know why I'm comparing it, but I saw R.E.M. with Bruce Springsteen and John Fogarty, and they all came out at the end and sang... Uh, The Elvis Costello song, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. (laughs) I was kind of hoping they'd all do something at the end, like maybe another 80s song, push something else. But that's okay.
1: Yeah, I liked it when when Rick Springfield was talking to people in the front of the stage. Oh, yeah. And called the one guy Ario, because it's like, you look like you're an Ario Speedwagon fan. Yeah. (laughs) It was like,
0: ooh, shots fired.
1: Are we rating the concert?
0: Oh, I guess we could.
1: Like we do with movies?
0: Yeah, because I think, I think we did for the uh, the other Rick... We, for those of you that don't remember, we reviewed a Rick Springfield show in 2019.
1: When he was at the Avalon Theater.
0: Yeah, this is my fourth time seeing him it's since 2000.
1: Was it really 2019? Yeah. Holy crap. That's another thing,
0: because someone... There was an interview that I watched the day of our show. Yeah from Australia and it was cool because he was doing his part of the the interview from, from Canada yeah. yeah um and they mentioned that it was his first new album in 5 years I'm like no it's not like and then I thought about it yeah it is yeah it is he was <laughs> he was touring behind it when you we saw you couldn't see it.
1: but I was counting on my fingers like wait yep
0: yeah. oh geez. yeah that was the last show we saw before covid shut everything down yes. In 2019 yes oh my god and by the way I had to keep my eyes open more often because I wanted to, like, when I was going to get the set list, he plays the the Falls Fallsview Casino, like, quite often. Yeah. Like, at least there was ten other shows that showed up there between 2005 and now. Oh, my God. There was one year where I think he did two shows in May and then came back in the fall and did another two shows. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He also gave a history slash geography lesson on the Falls.
0: Yeah, that was cool. That was
1: wicked. (laughs) I was like, I like this man a lot.
0: Yeah, he's nice. He's awesome. I've been a fan since grade 8, so, you know. So apparently I've been a fan since grade (laughs) 4. Yeah. I remember um, it wasn't Jesse's Girl. It was the third song off that same album that we saw on the old show Solid Gold. Remember that one? My parents watched it every Sunday, and that's where I first saw Rick Springfield.
1: My mom watched it. I loved it because I loved the dancers and that. (laughs) T.
0: Do Do you wanna Do you wanna rate it? Sure. Like the whole the whole evening's experience. Okay. Um.
1: Now, I will give it a good rating, but that night I was kind of in a mood. I was. I mean, I'm post-menopausal, so moose wings are like, so.
0: <laughs> Good to know. Thank
1: you. I I know what I'm
0: rating. It. All right, what are you rating it?
1: Is that a five, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna rate it five smashed roses out of five.
0: Through the whole. Yes. Whole evening. Yes. Oh jeez!
1: Rick Springfield saved the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say. Although I love the Hooters.
1: I and more power
0: to you. Paul Young. It was cool for the nostalgia, I guess.
1: Yeah. Continue.
0: Uh, I think I will give it, and you stole my rose answer. So.
1: (laughs) I want. I want to reword it.
0: Oh you reword your I
1: I worded it wrong. Five smashed bouquets of roses out of five. See that makes it that sounds better because it's a just the bouquet of roses. It sits better. It does sit better.
0: Um
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus. Um I'm probably not even gonna be funny.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: All right. I would like to give it five Time Machines Back to the 80s out of five Time Machines Back to the 80s. (laughs) Um, Because as much as I didn't like Paul Young's voice, it was cool seeing him. And by the way, all three bands... They all played Live Aid. That's cool. Which was a big deal for me back in the day. Yes. And I, I will always be a Rick Springfield fan. He always sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. He his voice has not changed. No, it hasn't. It's still as strong as ever, and it's still just um, like just beautiful. Like his voice is just still awesome.
0: Yeah, and, like, and, and it's and, like
1: Brian Adams. Yeah. It hasn't changed.
0: And I I did like the complex a lot. Um, I was going to take Mark's off for the parking garage, but that's the same deal at every single concert venue in the world.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, my God, that (laughs) parking garage at the end of the freaking concert. I was about ready to just drive my car off
0: the top of the freaking like a Duke's a hazard. Oh
1: god, yes. It's like
0: them Duke boys are gonna get out of the whole view casino.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I was so done. The lineup, it took us over twenty minutes to get off of our level of the parking yeah. garage.
0: And I've had nightmare stories about trying to get out of Blue Jays game. And a and stuff. whole
1: almost a whole hour to get out of the parking garage completely. Yeah. And it was like <sighs>
0: Um, but it, it was a, it was a good experience. Otherwise, yeah. I would recommend that venue. I would too. Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to our contact at Fallsview, Aaron Stitt. It was my first time dealing with her, and she was pleasant and lovely. And thank you for the for the media. And then a quick shout out to the folks at uh, the Facebook page Rick and the News Newsflash. Um, I was talking, you know. Um, commenting on some of their posts from the show and they said it'd be cool to post this on their page so shout out to them and uh, Rick Springfield come back and do another 80s show with maybe different bands that would be swell
1: <laughs> yes please
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to our review um, hopefully we'll have more to come this was our second one this year and uh We appreciate you listening, we appreciate the support, and uh, have have a great life.
1: To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out on www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.